Welcome to our new podcast series focusing on some of the most amazing women that Scripture has to offer. Over the course of five weeks, we're going to look at principled, faithful, and virtuous women who offer so much in the way of application to how we live our lives today, and we're really excited that you're joining us. If you'd like more information about the Traders Point Church of Christ, please visit our website at traderspointchurch.org, and you can find us on Facebook and YouTube as well. Again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello once again, and welcome to our study as we uh, continue in taking a look at uh, women in the Bible. We had made mention a couple of weeks ago that uh, here at the outset, we've got about five weeks, five episodes, where we're going to study some uh, biblical women, uh, both from the Old Testament as well as from the New Testament. We're going to follow that up with five episodes of biblical villains or bad guys. And we'll look at some both in the Old Testament as well in the New Testament. So we'll look forward to our studies. So we've had good studies so far in the last uh, couple of weeks. And we will continue that today as we look at Deborah from the book of Judges. Specifically, her story is given to us in Judges chapter 4 and 5. And so if you're listening, uh, we certainly appreciate that. Maybe you're studying along with us. You've got a Bible opened up. That's what will be uh, predominantly, if not the entirety, of our time. So uh, before we dig into Deborah itself, I guess just by way of setting a little context, John, why don't you uh, give us an idea of, about the book of Judges, mm-hmm. uh, kind of you know how it, how it rolls out, uh, the significance of it. A lot of it is very similar, certainly, mm-hmm. but maybe yeah. just kind of establish a little context before we dig in specifically to the story of Deborah. Yeah, the Judges is probably best known for its cyclical nature, where the people of Israel are going back and forth from uh, serving God and then turning their backs on Him. God will bring nations in to punish them and uh, take them captives in some way uh, or enslave them even, and then will raise up judges when the people turn back to God and implore Him to save them. And He will raise up judges that will come in and redirect the people back to the Lord. And the cycle continues in a lot of ways. And it's it's a, it's a book that shows just how fragile the people's relationship with God was during this time period. Uh, if they had done what God asked them to do and they came into the promised land, then there's a high likelihood this wouldn't have been a problem. But they did not do what God asked them to do in, the, in regards to clearing out the people and destroying them all. And as such, these wicked influences remained in the land. And, and we see time and time again the people continuing to turn back to idol worship and turn away from God. And so it's it's a very sad book in a lot of ways as you see the people um, turn to God, turn away from God, and, and the challenges that brings. It does, however, give us a, a lot of amazing people in mm-hmm. the Judges that we get to do some character studies with as we see God raise up 15 total people, 14 men and one woman that we're going to talk about today. Uh, to help guide the people back to to the Lord um, when they cry out to Him, and Deborah is one of those judges. Uh, as I mentioned, she's the only woman judge that we have. Um, but truly, as I was studying through this, I, I, it's one of those things. Deborah is is a, a name, a, a character, a person that obviously I've, we've studied in the past, and you, she's one of the judges. We sing the song, and there's her name, and she's the only woman judge. And you know, you kind of know her from that perspective, but to actually dive into her story a little bit deeper, it's been a while since I had I had read it 
uh, with the the seriousness that I did this week. And uh, she was an amazing woman and um, quite a powerful, even intimidating woman, perhaps. And, and she was she was very strong and outspoken. And uh, she played an, an important role here for the people of Israel in trying to lead them back. And, and it just shows us the, the influence that one person can have. And I think that's one of the big takeaways as you read through Judges, is when there is godly leadership in place, then people will follow. But when there's a void there, people will wander. And, and Deborah filled a void in that regard as being this godly leadership for a period of time that the people so desperately needed. Yeah, certainly. We'll, we'll talk more about it, you know, uh, specifically here in just a moment. But one thing that struck me is I was just, you know, kind of reading it through. And it, you can't help, you made mention, you know, the book really hands to us character studies. I mean, because we have these very specific judges that are that are called out to deliver the people and to, and to be there for the people. And uh, you, you can't help but then to, you know, kind of compare and contrast, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. these a lot of these judges. And you think about Deborah, certainly one of the more popular, uh, more, one of the more well-known, maybe that's a better word, yeah. certainly one of the more well-known judges. And when you, you kind of stand her next to, you know, some of the other well-known judges, whether it be maybe Gideon and his story or certainly Samson and, and his story, it, it, what, what really struck me is, um, the incredible, certainly courage that she has, but the incredible amount of faith that she was able to employ from the beginning of the story. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you think about, uh, you know, specifically like Gideon, who struggled with his faith early on and had, to, you know, God had to work with him, kind of kid glove him, you know, kind of along the way. And certainly, you know, we're familiar with Samson's story. He was up and down, up and down, up and down. But yet when you read the story of Deborah, she seems rock solid mm-hmm. in her faith from the very beginning. And because of that, as you made mention, the impact that she then had on the people around her is really what stands out. And certainly we will, you know, talk more about that as we get into it. So, you know, as we kind of get into the specifics now of of Judges chapter 4, you made mention that, you know, the book itself kind of reads, you know, kind of each chapter very similar as the last. It is that cyclical nature. There uh, is a period of peace. After one of the judges is there, then they they slide into wickedness. God sends an oppressor. They are oppressed for some amount of time. Some degree of uh, of oppression is there. They cry out for help, and then there's a deliverer that's sent. And then it all starts over again. There's a period of peace, and they slide back into wickedness. And you know there, there's an oppressor that comes, and you see this over and over. And so Judges chapter four comes at the very end of in verse one specifically the judge of Ehud. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is Ehud really establishes the longest period of peace anywhere in the book. It is about eighty years and it is the longest period of peace but yet it is it is a period of peace that just doesn't last you know very you know uh, last forever and so you know there's slide in the wickedness there's an oppressor that's come specifically uh, Jabin we're told here king of Canaan in verse 2 the other very specific thing that I think is important is specifically we're told his oppression two things about it that I think are significant the length 20 years he oppresses them, and then the degree mm-hmm. harshly yep. oppresses them. And, and so I think that helps us kind of get a picture. I mean, 20, deg- 20 years is a long time, yeah. and to be uh, harshly oppressed is a long time. And it's, I think it's interesting that it goes that long, but yet even in the midst of that, you have Deborah, 
in the face of that harsh oppression, still able to faithfully hold her spot as a leader. That's one of the things, I'm glad you brought that up, because it's one of the things that I lose track of sometimes when I think about the judges, is the amount of time that passes during these events. I mean, you just talked about the time of peace that Ehud helped establish in the peop- uh, in the land for 80 years, and they're being oppressed for 20 years. I mean, you're talking about multiple generations <laughs> right. now that, that are kind of coming and going during this time period. And so it, in my mind, it's it's difficult sometimes because I, I just think about the cyclical nature. I mean, how can these people just keep falling back into this? Well, I mean, these are different generations, you know, that we're talking about here. But one of the things that I think is really interesting that you kind of led us up to is the role that Deborah was playing. You know, she she's specifically called out as being a judge and that people would come to her for judgment. And so she was somebody who was seen as wise and someone who could help with disputes and help with issues that the people were facing. And so she was someone that, that even before the the battle breaks out that kind of highlights her story, even before that, we get this picture of a woman who was respected and was wise among the people and was trying to do her part to help uh, with the people of Israel during this time. And I think that gives us a good backdrop of the, just this kind of person that she was and the influence that she had among the people. And that's going to play a big role when we get into the story of her and Barak and, and their, their relationship and how it moves forward in, in the battle. But, but she had already established herself as someone who, who the people would see as someone that they could count on and someone that they could go to. And, and as such, I think that, that really helped me then put into context the, the, the way that she and Barak interacted and, and even the way that she motivated him. Right. Because that was a role that she was already filling for the people. And so it was a natural fit then when this situation arose for her to play that role in, in Barrick's life as well, to be that motivator for him. And he needed it because, as we're going to talk about, God was preparing this battle for them, but he really didn't seem interested at all in, in going and engaging in this. And he needed somebody like Deborah to say, get up and let's go. And you can just see the role that she was filling both prior to this, but then the natural transition that she made into this role with Barak and the, and the war to follow. Yeah. You know, it's interesting as we're kind of introduced to her, we're introduced to her in, in kind of a unique way in the book of Judges. Well, there are other unique ways. Samson is another example of someone who's introduced to us in a very unique way. We get his story from birth even mm-hmm. forward. But yet, normally it is, you know, the people cry out for deliverance. And it is God who kind of calls out, you know, a, a judge and kind of, you know, puts them into a position of leadership. But yet, as we're introduced to Deborah, as you may mention, she's already established herself in, in mm-hmm. that position. Yep. I mean, we're introduced to her, verses 4 and 5, you know, specifically. And what really stood out to me is now all of the different you know, all of the different hats is a, a line that we use, but all the different hats that she's seemingly wearing and, and excelling mm-hmm. in. It, it reminded me in a lot of ways of Proverbs 31. I mean, the you know, the virtuous <laughs> woman and, and all of the different hats that she's able to wear, but not just, hey, I'm going to wear one and uh, forget about the other things mm-hmm. and then I'll put this one on. And forget. I mean, she is excelling in all areas of life. And that's kind of the picture I think is given to us here. Specifically, Judges chapter 4 and verse 4, we learn that, number one, she is a prophetess. So she is a, a, a spokesperson for God. She's uh, dealing with that and all that comes with that. 
Secondly, she is a wife. Uh, we learn from chapter 5 that she is a mother in the song of Deborah. In chapter 5, not only is she a wife, but she is also a mother. And then you made mention she is also judging uh, the children of Israel. The very next verse, verse 5, gives us that picture that she would establish herself in a place and the people would come and they would yeah. seek judgment and seek counsel from her. You know, one of those interesting, you know, facts in the book of Judges, you know, she's the only one yeah, seemingly right. judging people as we, you know, kind of have, you know, in our mind. But I think that to me that's that's striking that she is mm-hmm. introduced to us in all of these. So she is introduced to us in a very high level kind of way that she has herself put together. And I think that's what a good leader is all about. Yeah. And certainly I love getting that picture here because, you know, sometimes we we convince ourselves that, listen, you open up God's word and in all capacities, the, the only ones that's apt to be a leader are men. Men are there to be leaders. Women are not apt to be leaders. Well, that's not the case at all. Mm-hmm. And here's an example of that. God calls all of us to be a leader in, in some aspect in the life that we live. And she's looking at her life and she's being a leader. Yeah. And she's being a leader in so many different ways, and it is having an impact on the mm-hmm. people around her. And, and I think what really stood out is is the boldness that she had in these situations to take on that role of leadership. Because I mean, what she did, especially as, you know, as we get deeper into the story, um, it took some guts for her to to go up to to Barak, the kind of the commander of the the army, and say, "Listen." God has prepared this for you. He has given this battle for us and for his people. Now you've got to do your part here. Let's go. And you know, for for some for anyone to to have that level of boldness is really impressive. Uh, for for a woman in this day and age to have that that type of boldness is is truly remarkable. And it, it is she it speaks to the level of respect as we talked about earlier that people had for her. Because when she spoke, people listened. Right. And that's something that that doesn't happen overnight. That happens from years of establishing yourself and allowing everyone to see your heart, allowing everyone to see your intelligence, your wisdom. That is where the credibility comes from that allows you to speak with this type of authority and this level of boldness and be listened to. And so we see just from the way that Deborah interacted here that that she has lived her life up to this point in a way that she has established herself as a voice of reason and someone you listen to when she speaks. And I think that's something that all of us should strive for, regardless of how outspoken or not we may be. Strive to train ourselves and develop within us characteristics that allow other people uh, to realize when, when we speak I don't listen to what he has to say because I know the type of person that he or she is. I know the type of heart that they have. And and so if they have something to say, I want to listen up a little bit. I want to pay a little extra close attention to what they may say. Deborah was one of those people. And it's something that I think all of us should it should really impact the way that we interact with one another. It should also impact the way that we choose when and where to be vocal and how we talk to other people because all of those things are going to influence the impact that we're able to have. And Deborah was someone who clearly had a positive impact on the people around her. And she, I think, is is very clearly someone who had prepared herself for those types of moments. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you see her making a difference. I mean, you know, sometimes we talk about that you know, all the time. Listen, I want to be the type of person who makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Well, we do. We certainly want to be the type of person that makes a difference. Well, we see her making a difference. Yeah. But yet the, the way that we see her making a difference is she's got to be in it. I mean, she's, she's putting the work in. She's putting the time. It takes time to make a difference. Yeah. She's the one sitting and listening to the people. She's the one delivering messages from God. I mean, she is she is involved in her uh, relationship with the people around her, and I think most certainly she's involved in her relationship with God. Yeah. And I think that level of trust that she has with God, that's going to come up certainly as the story unfolds. When you get into chapter 5, the song of Deborah and her, her glorifying of God, the praise that she, uh, she heaps on him, showcases where her relationship is with God. And sometimes we say, well, where, you know, where is, you know, where's that confidence come from? Where does that courage come from? So I think it, it comes from her relationship, and maybe trust is a better word here, mm-hmm. her trust in God. And so as the story unfolds, we made mention that she was a prophetess, and she's, she's fulfilling that role. She's delivering right. a message, right? Yep. So she calls Barak, and he, and he comes, and she delivers this message. God says, listen, we're, we're going, and you're, you're going to be the one to go, and this is a done deal. God has delivered this army into your hands. And uh, it's very matter-of-fact. She, de- she delivers the message in a way that she wholeheartedly believes it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it the way that she will deal with Barak in a minute really showcases that. Yeah. But, you know, it, it really says something about not just her role as a prophetess, but also her role as a leader here mm-hmm. because of how he responds. And there's an interesting... You know, thought sometimes we'll spend a little bit of time and we'll focus solely on Barak and, and kind of his attitude. And I think there is a point there. But yet, even though she's not mentioned by name, I think there is something really said about Deborah, real heavily even, in verse 8. After this message is delivered, he says, um, you know, he says to her, if, if you go with me talking to Deborah, then I'll go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. A lot of times we listen to that verse. That was verse 8 of chapter 4. We'll make the point that, you know, this is a down, you know, kind of a down attitude for mm-hmm. Barak. And, and maybe it is. I mean, I, I don't know if it's, you know, fear or it's a lack of faith or, or whatever. And maybe certainly there is a point to be made there. But I think there's something to be said about Deborah here mm-hmm. that, you know, she is instilling that level of confidence in him if she is there versus she not being there. No, you're 100% right. I I love that verse. It's one of the ones that that I kind of keyed in on as well. And I, and I think you're, you're right. You know, it, it may, it may say something about, about Barrick and his hesitation here, but you're absolutely right. It definitely says a lot about Deborah because what we're told just in the verses ahead of that is that Barak is going to take 10,000 men with him into battle and he's going to go up against Jabin's army with his chariots and his multitude. <laughs> And so I don't know how many exactly that is, but I'm guessing it's a lot more than 10,000. And so the numbers are not in their favor. And, and Barak knows that. This is a man of war. He understands that. He has heard what Deborah has to say, and he has a certain level of respect for her. And so his response is, okay, I'll go, but you got to come with me. And, and there is just a comfort, I think, that he has knowing that she's going to be there with him. 
And and that is just remarkable. I mean, this this woman, I mean, who knows? I don't know how big Deborah was, but I'm guessing she wasn't very big. And I'm guessing she wasn't going to wield the biggest sword out there, and she wasn't going to do a whole lot of damage on the battlefield. But Barak had a level of comfort that if Deborah comes with him, everything will be okay. And that is just a remarkable thing to say about her. And I think there there is certainly application to be made for, for us from a passage like that, even though you know we're not in a situation where we're going into battle against against armies like they were in this day and age. However, I, I know when I'm in challenging circumstances, there are people that I want around me because they're people who I can trust. They're people who I know will help me, who want the best for me, who will tell me things that I may need to hear from time to time, good and bad. There are people I want around me at difficult times in my life. And, and clearly when it came to a, a time of battle, Deborah was that person for Barak. I want you with me. And that says a lot about her character and a lot about who she is. And it's really an impressive thing to see from, from someone who is a commander of the army and used to situations like this to say, all right, we'll go to battle like you said, but you, but you got to come with me. I really like that. Yeah, and then, you know, kind of the final piece, even though this story continues, Deborah is kind of, not that she takes a back seat to what happens, but other characters kind of step forward yeah. as the story unfolds. But, you know, after he says, listen, I'll go if you go, but if you're not going to go, I'm not going to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have now, I think, her trust in God and what he has said. So you have there in verse 9, I'll I'll surely go. I'm yeah. absolutely, absolutely I'll go. Mm-hmm. She's not afraid of what's happening. Nice. God has said this victory is theirs. And so she says, yeah, absolutely I'll go. And so I guess, you know, kind of big picture for me in a lot of ways, we look at Deborah and we look at her story you know, for me, I mean, the the takeaways is I need to be the kind of person that, number one, people look up to. Mm-hmm. I need to be the kind of person that people trust, that uh, that seek out wisdom and, and judgment. I need to be the kind of person that people want around mm-hmm. in moments of difficulty. Mm-hmm. I want to be that kind of person. And so what does it take? It takes faith. It takes courage. It takes honesty. It takes trustworthiness. It takes all of those things. And certainly each of those things are exemplified in Deborah. A hundred percent. And the other thing that I think it takes then when you have what you were just talking about, about trustworthiness and and courage, you then have to be a person of action Mm -hmm. because it would have been very easy for Deborah to say, listen, I told, I gave you the message I told you what God what God had given to me. I, I passed it along to you. Now, you're the commander of the army. Go take care of this. But she wasn't one to sit on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. She was a woman of action. And, and so that, that faith that we're called to have should then lead us to action. And, and so it's one thing when I talk about trusting in God and putting my faith in Him. It's one thing when I talk about leaning on Him during difficult times. Uh, or, or whatever it may be, it's another thing when those things are on my front doorstep and I'm now forced to act accordingly. Deborah acted accordingly, and I think that is kind of the next level of faith and trust where then we put those things into action in our lives, and she was a great example of that. And then I know we're, we're getting close on time, but as we get into chapter 5, obviously the, the battle takes place and everything goes exactly as Deborah had said that it would. We get into chapter 5, and I think what we see in chapter 5 is just this beautiful picture of faith from Deborah 
and then an opportunity for her to glorify God for everything that's taking place, which again just tells us so much about who she is and about the type of heart that she had. This was not about her. This wasn't about Barak. This this was about God and his deliverance. And, and chapter 5, I think, gives us a good, a good opportunity to just kind of see Deborah's heart on display. It's almost like a psalm in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we get, you know, we've talked about that in the past, where we get to see some of the emotion and, and, and some of the real talk, if you will, from somebody like David. And we get to see that here from Deborah. And I think it's a, a really fitting way to kind of wrap up her story. You know, this is given to us, you know, here, you know, chapter five and verse one, uh, you know, it is something that was saying. So this is, you know, delivered in the way that it's delivered. And it's now meant to be celebrated. It's meant mm-hmm. to be remembered. That's that's why we have things like this. We see this throughout Scripture in other ways, certainly in the book of Psalms, but in other places we yep. see you know, different songs written to commemorate or celebrate something that has taken place. And certainly the incredible victory here, not the victory of Deborah or right. the victory of Barak or, or even the victory of, of Jael, even though she is celebrated and lifted up, as another woman who took action, you know, certainly mm-hmm. not, you know, talked about her, but certainly she's a part of this story. But yet it is lifting up God. Yep. And he is to be celebrated in all of this. And you see Deborah focusing on God. And because of that, she then has an impact on the people around her. And I think that, in a lot of ways, is a lesson for us. That if we can focus on God, even though we be one person, Mm -hmm. the impact that we can have on the people around us is tremendous. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And I love just the second verse as the song begins. When leaders lead in Israel, when the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. And and that is, is really the attitude that we should have as well. Uh, people should do their part. We need to, to do what we can. But in all things, we bless the Lord, and we give him glory for all things. And, and Deborah was clearly an example of a woman who was willing to do that. No matter how big of a role she may have played, at the end of the day, glory to God. And, and she's a great example for us to follow today in that. And there's no doubt about it. Well, we'll go ahead and put the brakes on here. And certainly we appreciate everybody who's listened, uh, who's studied along with us. If you've not uh, caught a past episodes, certainly you can go back and do that. But we look forward into the future and the next uh, few episodes that we have to continue to talk about these incredible women. We're going to leave the Old Testament in the next couple of weeks and move into the pages of the New Testament. And I uh, look forward to that study next week.